0: Good morning, guys. Welcome to live streaming of Men's Roundtable. We have a few of you that have joined this morning online, live, and glad you're here. Uh, It would be great if we could uh, all meet, but under the circumstances, uh, with the quarantines and uh, some of the travel bands, we are uh, fortunate enough to have Jeff Cook and his team produce us live this week, Uh, and we will continue to do this until otherwise noticed uh phil will be joining us shortly from fair hope uh as he is staying there at his house with his family uh but we are just uh fortunate that you were with us this morning and thrilled that you are here <clears throat> we are certainly in uncertain times excuse me <coughs> i do not have the coronavirus to my knowledge never- <laughs> uh, we are we are fortunate to uh to be able to gather here this morning, uh, live streaming, uh, continuing the series of in the wilderness. Uh, I had no idea when Phil started this series that he was going to truly lead all of us into the wilderness, <laughs> but, uh, here we are. Uh, and, and it is, mm-hmm. it is uh, very important that we remember a couple of things that I'd like to touch on just as we open this morning. First off, uh, even in these trying times uh, of uncertainty, We can be assured of one thing. God Almighty and his son have everything in control. We have nothing to worry about. We have uh, health officials that are giving us guidance on how to take care of ourselves and take care of our families. We should heed their warnings and do that. Wash your hands often. But uh, God is in control. I promise he has not walked away from us. He is in control and he will see us through this wilderness time. Uh, It's interesting how Phil picks these topics at such times. Uh, I don't see them as a coincidence. I see them as a, as a God thing. But uh, we're fortunate to be here this morning. Uh, virtual reality does not allow us to deliver coffee and uh, Chick-fil-A uh, chicken biscuits. I hope you have something uh, to sip on as we visit for the next hour and uh, enjoy teaching as uh, we do each week. Let me open this with a word of prayer. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the day. Lord, we thank you so much for Phil and prepared us each week. We thank you for ceasefire for Jeff, and his uh, efforts in putting this video together. Thank you for the men that have joined us, and thank you for the men that we'll be watching later on. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Joe. Uh, these are uh, new and adventuresome uh, times. Um, so uh, I have a song for you this morning, uh, as we typically do. And um, I don't know of a better song uh, that we could play this morning than uh, Phil Wickham's uh, song, Living Hope. Um, And I want to just read to you just a little bit of the song, and then we'll play it. How great the chasm that lay between us, how high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished. The end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame. The cross has spoken. I am forgiven. The King of King calls me his own, beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever, Jesus Christ, my living hope. We can't live without hope, and God gives us that to the person of Jesus. These are um, incredible times we live in, but you hear the voice of God, Living Hope by Phil Wickham.
2: Through the shadows of my soul The work is finished has spoken I am forgiven Lay on me. Then came the morning that sealed the promise.
1: So we uh, begin our session this morning. Be on the alert. Stand firm in your faith. Act like men. Be strong. The words from 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Gentlemen, we uh, are uh, living in a unique time. I appreciated Joe's um, introduction. And uh, we are in the series, Into the Wilderness. And certainly the wilderness, as we've said all through this series, is relative. I mean, there's people that have suffered far more than we are right now. But we're all in um, a unique time. Uh, The subtitle, Understanding and Embracing the Dark Times of Our Life. um, Who would have ever thought when we started this series that we would be in a worldwide wilderness type of experience? Um, Amazing. So follow with me, um, and let's read the introduction um, to our series. Words translated as wilderness occur nearly 300 times in the Bible. Wilderness seasons are brutal, but God is powerfully at work in the wilderness seasons of our lives, and he is now. The only question is, do we have eyes to see it? In order for God to give us the choice whether or not to trust him, he must present us with a moment of crisis. And since he wants to seek help, he wants us to seek help from him, he brings us through the wilderness to remove all other help first. When we're in a wilderness season, it's easy to lose sight of God's protection, provision, and preparation. We might even wonder. How can I trust God's goodness when I miss in this desolate place? But remember Jesus, he went through the ultimate wilderness, the desolation and humiliation of dying under the curse of God. If that is the measure of God's love and commitment to us, then we can trust him in our own wilderness seasons. Let's journey together. Guys, uh, there's no other morning that I've ever presented anything, whether it be at um, men's round table or through the uh, uh, a lifetime of, uh, of ministry, that is more important for us to see that our hope is in Jesus and, and we cling to him. Um, this morning, what we want to look at is men who were changed in the wilderness. And. This idea of of, of men being changed is God always gives us models to inspire. And the three men that we're going to look at this morning is Patrick, uh, better known as uh, St. Patrick. Uh, We just experienced... um, St. Patrick's Day. I have my green on left over from uh, two days ago. Um, Martin Luther, who is so significant to us as both Catholic believers and Protestant believers, a, a, a critical man in history. And then, of course, We would look at Jesus and how he is a model to us, men who were changed in the wilderness. So let's go to work. Uh, Pick up your pen and um, let's do a little journaling this morning. Three questions that I would invite you to interact with is, first of all, who inspires you by their wilderness experience? Who inspires you? You know who inspired me yesterday? Um, A mother uh, uh, in a chiropractic office that was working there and she had her kids there. And, uh, you know, I was uh, commenting to her. She was working there in the office and I was getting my back adjusted. um, That she's thankful that she has a job that she can bring her um, two little girls um, to work. Um, what would she do without that? And of course, you know, again, all over our uh, communities, uh, you and others are having to adjust, um, some much more than others. Um, and there's great concern in terms of how you pay the bills and how money is going to come in, how you're going to get to your job, have a job. What are you going to do? All kinds of different concerns. Uh, who inspires you this morning? Take just a minute and um, jot that down. Because the who's in our life are sometimes so much more important because re, uh, life is relationship than the content in our lives. Relationships are critical. Who inspires you? And then the, and then the second question that I would invite you to work with is What brings defeat to you or others who allow the wilderness to crush them? What what is it that puts us in such a dark, dark place? Take just a minute and think about that. Even in this season of wilderness that we're in, again worldwide through this uh, coronavirus, what's going to put you? in a dark place. As I um, sat with a man yesterday um, who is experiencing being out of work, that he's lost his job. He's in his 50s. and As I found out years ago, um, uh, when I was in Philadelphia, a 54-year-old consultant uh, is really a man who's out of a job. (laughs) <laughs> in the corporate world. I mean, he's he's passing out resumes. He's calling himself a consultant because he has years of experience and he has lots of uh, vitality and usefulness, but he doesn't have a job. And so you call yourself a consultant. And this man was in that situation. And as we talked, his primary concern was his job. I invited him to reframe that. That his primary job um, was to uh, begin to listen to the voice of God and understand what God might be doing in his life. And in no way, as I said to him, did I want to minimize the fact that he was out of a job. I mean, that's serious. But I didn't want him to make that primary because I believe that God had orchestrated even his circumstances and and, he, and he's out of work having nothing to do this uh, with this uh, coronavirus uh, thing. But the primary issue is not his job. The primary issue is to battle against those things that take us away from God. things like fear, panic, anxiety, addiction. Wow. What a critical time um, for those who are battling uh, addiction, and it'd be easy to fall into that. So let's be aware of that which is going to take us out. And then finally, the third question is, who do you know that's in in the wilderness now? (laughs) Well, that's about as easy a question as as we could uh, answer on any given Thursday, because we all are. Again, it's all relative, always people suffering a lot more than any, uh, any one person, always somebody worse. But we are all in a, in a place of dependence and an invitation by God uh, to trust it. So let's look um, at our three men, Patrick, Martin Luther, and Jesus. I want to uh, play just a trailer to the new movie uh, that's just come out with Patrick. And if, if we hadn't been dealing with this uh, coronavirus deal, I would have gone um, on Tuesday, on St. Patrick's Day, because I had planned to be in Fairhope this week anyway, and seen at the theater this new movie that's just come out uh, about St. Patrick. Uh, but because of the coronavirus, uh, they didn't release it in the theaters but they immediately put it on DVD. I ordered mine on Tuesday. Haven't seen the movie, but I want you to see the trailer. Patrick, watch this.
3: It was not my grace, but God who conquered in me and who resisted them all, that I might come to the Irish nations to preach the gospel. The preconception that we've got about St. Patrick is completely wrong.
1: Ireland was a place of barbarians at the end of the world. Get going, boy.
0: It is slavery for life.
3: Patrick, you are to travel to your homeland. the call to go back to Ireland terrified him it was asking a lot of this man to do this this does not have to be Patrick it is the will of God go into all the world and preach the gospel who among you heeds the call
2: why would this man put himself in danger among enemies who do not know God
3: People thought that this mission was crazy, that his efforts to Christianize Ireland were doomed to failure. Tell us the secret you know about Patrick. Things in the past can come back to haunt us. Time to go. I'm not finished. Go!
1: So you get a little bit of a taste of uh, Patrick. You know, most people that celebrate St. Patty's Day uh, every March 17th have no idea uh, the, the story behind Patrick. But it's uh, really incredible. I mean, that which we celebrate is so much more superficial than the real story of Patrick. I mean, he grew up in Scotland. He's uh, the, the, uh, that who is so uh, reverenced in Ireland is actually a Scot. Um, He uh, was born in Scotland and uh, he grew up in a, what we would call a, Christian home. Uh, His father was a deacon in the church. Um, His grandfather was a priest. Uh, So certainly he grew up uh, knowing the gospel and and, uh, being connected to God. And at 16 years old, Irish pirates kidnapped him and uh, took him to Ireland from Scotland Um, and he uh, was made to be a slave as a shepherd and a farm worker for six years. And in those six years, something happened inside of him. Um, He uh, was able to escape um, through a vision. Uh, He had a vision, and somehow in this vision, um, uh, as the story goes, it appears that God showed him an escape route. He made it to the shore. When he got to the shore, a British ship was there. He somehow uh, got on the British ship uh, and was able to get home to Scotland. Now, that would be the end of the story, and and, uh, it could be easily uh, celebrated that uh, a young 16-year-old who's now 22 years old um, is glad to be home. That's not what happened. He was changed. So much so that Patrick went back to Ireland and became the voice of God to bring a pagan nation, which it was just um, full of, uh, Ireland was full of paganism, a pagan king. The king actually comes to Jesus through um Patrick's witness and testimony, Patrick had a mission to fulfill. Now, how does a slave, a young 16-year-old, become a 22-year-old missionary? And I think that's where the story is relevant for us today. And I would suggest to you that somehow that what Patrick was involved in was what I would just suggest to you, as spiritual disciplines that somehow um, I think it's very possible given Patrick's background that through those six years Patrick became closer to God in his experience in the wilderness than he had even before because he hadn't really taken his faith serious up to then he was like any normal 16 year old that generally, is a church goer, but not really serious about his faith. Four spiritual disciplines that are relevant to us that I think must have been a part of Patrick's life during those days of slavery, fourfold. Solitude, silence, contemplative scripture reading, and contemplative prayer. Now, you can look at my blog on hardenlife.com and I give more detail on that. I don't have time to go into those uh, other than just to uh, introduce those to you. Solitude is what we would call in our men's um, uh, community just journaling. Just sit, begin to journal. This is a good time to practice solitude, silence, cut the TV off, get away from all the electronic uh, stuff, and be quiet and be quiet. Listen to what God has to say. And then thirdly, contemplative scripture reading. It's highly unlikely, of course, that Patrick had a Bible, but he certainly remembered. He remembered that which he had been taught. And contemplative scripture reading is remembering remembering. It's like when we have our Bibles and we're involved in contemplative scripture reading, we read it over and over several times and we just listen to the voice of God. And as a mentor of mine taught me years ago, rewrite it in your own words. Write it in first person as if God is saying that to you and listen to what scripture is saying to you, what God is saying to you through his word. Good time to practice that. And then contemplative prayer Is not so much about asking God uh, as if he's the cosmic Santa Claus. But contemplative prayer, once again, is listening to the voice of God. Bow your heads and let's have a moment of intimacy with God to where we just listen. Patrick, a shepherd and farm laborer for six years, turned out a whole lot different than the prodigal son. Did he not? He could have easily been the prodigal son and just tried to get home and just glad to be home. But he's a saint today and St. Patrick's Day is so much more than green beer uh, and shamrocks and and all the festiveness of St. Patty's Day. It's really about how a young man um, became a God follower, so much so that he went back to Ireland to see a pagan nation born to Christ. Martin Luther. What do we gain from Martin Luther? Now, I don't have time uh, to show you um, the um, trailer for the Martin Luther movie, but it's it's there on the notes. You can pull that up uh, off of our website. Um, I would encourage you during this time of just hunker down in your home uh, to watch the movie uh, Martin Luther. But again, Martin Luther, the story behind him, obviously, you know, what he's known for is is posting uh, the 95 Thesis on the door um, on basically Halloween. Uh, the Protestants call it Reformation Day. Uh, rather than celebrate Halloween, uh, so many of the Presbyterians celebrate Reformation Day because that is the day that Luther um, attached the 95 Thesis to the to the church door in order to challenge the paganism within the church. He wanted the church to get back to the gospel. But what's his story? Martin Luther uh, was beaten by his father. He was abused by his father. We would never know that um, apart from really looking at his writings, his journaling. Um, Martin Luther grew up um, in a very uh, abusive home. And then he had a traumatic experience to where he was almost killed by lightning. And uh, he was almost struck by lightning, came close to death. And in the fear that uh, resulted from that traumatic experience, he cried out in prayer to Saint Anne. Now, Jeff you're married to a saint, not Saint Anne, but to you, you way outran your coverage, uh, our good friend Jeff Cook, and he is married to a saint. I know Jeff's wife. She is Saint Anne. And so Martin Luther prays to Saint Anne and pledges to God in the midst of that traumatic experience that he would become a monk. So you know, his, his motives weren't the best, of course, because he 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 we wouldn't want anybody to move in that direction out of fear. But he became a monk, and then his wilderness experience was more about how he struggled with the justice of God and the harshness of God as a monk until until he came to the point of understanding the provision of God through Jesus and he understood the uh, the grace of God and how it is only through faith that we can be accepted by God. It was was an amazing transformation by a man who had grown up um, believing out of the template from his father that God was a harsh God. A God of justice, um, and then out of fear, when he almost experienced death through a um, bolt of lightning, uh, that he would pledge it was it was kind of like all of us would pledge, like you know, God, I'll never do that again. If you'll get me out of this, I'll always serve you. Mm, you know, those kinds of pledges usually run out of steam at some point. You know, after a few days. Um, Uh, And and we're not in trouble anymore. We kind of forget those vows in those pledges. And so here's Martin Luther, and he's struggling with how um, God really relates to him. And in that struggle, he came to two critical pieces. He understood grace and he understood faith. And, you know, guys, um, the time that we live in, um, we invited back into the relationship with God in grace. I don't think God's punishing us or punishing the world. I mean, bad things happen to good people, Uh, uh, illness and uh, earthquakes and etc. happen all the time. Um, and it's not so much about God punishing us as it is Him continually inviting us to trust Him. And His grace that He gives us and His um, inviting us to live by faith and trust Him through all circumstances, uh, this is the perfect time to do that. So the model of Patrick, um, I hope, inspires you. The model of Martin Luther inspires you. But what about Jesus? But what about Jesus? I want to show you uh, this clip of um, of Jesus from the Passion. Again, Easter's coming up. We're all hunkered in our homes. What a great time um, to watch this. Watch this trailer of the movie Passion. on the white
0: page, you need to the it
1: So the passion, good time to uh, be inspired again uh, by Jesus. Um, Jesus was changed by the wilderness um, as any man would be uh, that trusted God, uh, that God invites us through the wilderness experience to change us. We forget, uh, again, just the humanity of Jesus, I think. and 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 miss out when we so emphasize his deity that we um, minimize just how he understands the sufferings that we've gone through. I want to read to you uh, just our kind of been our watchword passage through this through this whole series. First Peter chapter four says this verse one and two. Since Jesus went through everything you're going through and more. <laughs> Again, I mean, that phrase right there just stops me in my tracks. Really? So, so when did Jesus go through the um, coronavirus? You know, well, not exact circumstances, but certainly experienced and felt the anxiety and the fears that we've all felt. He understands that. Learn to think like him. Think of your sufferings as a weaning from that old sinful habit of always expecting to get your own way, to get your own way, to have the job that you want, to uh, to be able to um, move about and do whatever you want to do, um, to not be restricted in any way. You know, it's like we're all going through these changes but how might they be desired to be used by God in all of our lives? Then you'll be able to live out your days free to pursue what God wants, instead of being tyrannized by what you want. Jesus, the wilderness. Now, part of the amazing experience of the wilderness for Jesus is told to us in Matthew 4, verse 2. This says this, Jesus prepared for the test, uh, the wilderness, by fasting 40 days and 40 nights. That left him, of course, in a state of extreme hunger. Luke 4, 2. For 40 wilderness days and nights, he was tested by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when the time was up, he was hungry. Now here's, Here's, I think, the point of what God wants us to see through Jesus' experience in the wilderness. The temptation came as Jesus was uh, fasting for 40 days. It wasn't like Jesus just walked out um, one day into the wilderness and was tempted. He was tempted while he was at his most vulnerable place. Um, we just got back from Hawaii, kind of a bucket list uh, trip. Um, Abigail, our youngest, just celebrated her 30th birthday, and we got some um, opportunities, and, and um, uh, we went to Hawaii. <laughs> what a crazy time to be traveling. Not ideal. I think the best part of the trip for me was just getting home. I was glad to be home. But as typical of me, when I'm on vacation, I eat anything in sight, I celebrate, and I, and then by the time I get home, I'm not only exhausted from the trip, I feel my body is just trashed out from not taking good care of it. Well, I've just finished uh, a four-day fast. I've been fasting for the last four days. Not 40 days. Let me make that clear. Not 40 days. Four days. Now, Carla would probably tell you that I am a miserable person to be around when I'm fasting. It's not the first time I've done that, but I went through, you know, a juice fasting, just kind of cleaning out my system and all that. I am cranky. I am miserable to be around. Uh, I don't like my cheese being moved. You know, who moved my cheese sort of thing? I want things to work. And when I'm in that state of desperation for food over just a four day fast, I'm not easy to be with. Jesus went 40 days, 40 days. I think that's the point of the suffering. It's not so much that he was just tempted, but he was tempted in a time of deprivation. That he was tempted when he was most vulnerable. It was a time of humility for Jesus. He humbled himself and faced each challenge that the devil gave him with humility. You know, God took Israel through the wilderness and through our series, you know, we've been looking at that. I mean, he he leads them out of Egypt, out of slavery. And then as we've talked about, could have taken an 11-day journey uh, to get him to the promised land going right up by the Mediterranean Sea. But God chose, rather than an 11-day journey, a 40-year wilderness experience. Now think about that for a minute. Why would he do that? Cruelty? You're so mean. That's what four-year-olds say. Daddy, you're so mean it's like he's not being mean he's not being cruel he was building building a dependency into a younger generation and it's like the older generation had to die off because they had been so anesthetized to connection with God through slavery they wanted to go back to slavery they would have rather done that than to journey through the wilderness you know God even Jesus was taught to trust God through the wilderness. Scripture says that he learned obedience, or an, another way to say he learned to trust by the things he suffered. What what will be the result of your experience and my experience with this coronavirus? Will we come out of this bitter? And resentful because of the money we've lost, uh, the projects we didn't get to finish, uh, the social events that were canceled and we didn't get to attend. Or will we somehow come out of this? Will I, will you come out of this more deeply connected to the Lord? More aware of all the resources and provision that he's given us. See, again, these three men, um, I think God has given us. Um, Patrick, the 16-year-old guy, Uh, 16-year-old guy that's out of high school right now because all uh, all the classes have been canceled. And somehow, at 22 years old, he becomes God's means of bringing a pagan nation, Ireland, to himself. Martin Luther grew up in an abusive home, uh, almost killed uh, by a strike of lightning and pledges uh, to become a monk and struggles as a monk with the justice of God, the harshness of God until he comes to understand the grace of God and that it is by faith that the righteous man lives. And then as we've looked at Jesus, wow. Jesus went into the wilderness, was under deep deprivation. And in that deprivation showed us how to face trials in the most difficult times of our life, the wilderness experiences. He was willing to suffer. And so what we would say here with Jesus is simply willing to suffer. So I'd suggest to you guys that spiritual disciplines, solitude, silence, contemplative uh, scripture reading and prayer. Again, go to my website, HardenLife.com for the blog that I've detailed those things. Grace and faith, always the critical pieces uh, in walking with God and then willing to suffer. I trust uh, that your journey uh, through this time in all of our lives uh, will be um, inspired uh, by these three men that we've looked at today by our time together. Um, Let's close in prayer. Father, uh, we are grateful that we have this means uh, together um, through the uh, uh, miracle of uh, electronics Uh, Thank you for Jeff um, and others who have made this possible. And Father, I I pray that as we uh, journey through this time in the world, uh, that we would see you more clearly. We'd be connected to you more deeply uh, and that we'd be available uh, to those who are in need as well. Thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with you next week in the same way, live streaming. Pass this out to your friends through your uh, social media, Facebook, uh, whatever. And um, may you continue to walk with God. See you next week.